Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Short and Spooky. This is the podcast where we talk about anthology shows from the 80s and 90s. Uh, I'm sitting here with my good friend, Tommy Yo. My name is John. No last initial. And uh, what's going on, Tommy? How you doing today? Good. Do you have, like, one last name, like a Brazilian football football player? I don't know anything about football. Well, I know. But yeah, they have a lot of famous players that just go by one name. By their last name? No. Right? Oh, wait. It could be whatever. You're talking about like a, uh, a, a Cher or Madonna mm-hmm. scenario? So is that what you're identifying as, though? Like a one-name person? I mean... Johnny? I, <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, Sorrow sounds like a cool last name. Sorrow is pretty cool. Yeah. Like uh, Johnny Sorrow in the... I don't know, wrist cutters or some shit. It sounds like a goth, like band, right? That, yeah, well, that does fit your previous history. Uh, I went to my one on a boat, uh, like a. You've been on a boat before? Let's fuck off! I went on this like uh, weird like summer boat trip, and I met this girl, and her last name was Graves, and uh, we were like, dude, we should totally start a goth band together. And I was like, Johnny Sorrow, and whatever her name was like. Jessica Graves or some shit like that, or oh, that's Vanessa cool. Graves. I don't know. Um, what's the coolest like of someone you know? Well, we, I don't know if we should actually say this. What? What's like the coolest first last name combo of someone you know? We can bleep this if it's not okay. I mean, I'm not. I just don't think it's that very interesting. I can't even think of anybody with a very cool. I had a manager name. a job uh, at a, in a restaurant. His name was Wes Broadway. Cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Wes is definitely a cool name. Wes is really cool. It's funny, like, those, uh, uh, like, cool short nicknames. You're like, oh, man, that'd be so cool to be a Wes, like, Wes Craven. But you're like, actually, you'd just be called, like, Wesley or, you know, something hella lame like that. Like, you're you're always thinking best case scenario, not, like... I've always thought, as someone who has, um, my first name is Thomas, technically, by, by law, I always find it weird that... What what was that look for? Should I not say my name? I don't care. Oh, okay. But I always find it weird, like, you get named something, and then they're like, we're not going to call you that name, actually. We're going to call you this this other thing. Like, like are you a, you're a Jonathan? My my full name is Jonathan. Uh, pretty much everybody calls me John. The only people who call me Jonathan is, like, my aunt and grandma and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it's better than my brother. My brother, Stephen... Prefers to go by Steve. We all call him Stevie. Stevie, yeah. yeah. So, like, all my friends called him that. So, like, when he, whatever, you know, when he was coming to high school or whatever, everyone's like, hey, it's Stevie. What up, Stevie? And he, like, hated it. But oh, fun. I think he's, like, come around on it now. Yeah. I like, you know, I go by when I'm, like, you know, Tail. doing things that work. No, don't say that one. Okay. Um, when I'm going by, uh, you know, Tom, Tommy, Thomas at work, or my jobs, I don't care which one. I think Tommy's more fun. Yeah. Tommy sounds like someone you're like, hey, you know, having fun with. Yeah. Uh, Thomas, it, it kind of reminds me of... Uh, stuffy. Stuffy. It, you sound like a fucking prep school kid. I should push you in the mud and fucking rip up your books. Oh, are they going to, like, take my pants down or something? <laughs> the way they started to say that. <laughs> Turn you around and put my fingers in your ass. Um... I was going to say, uh, it's just, it's odd that you get named these names 
and then they don't ever use them until it's like on paperwork. Yeah. Like I or you're in trouble. Yeah. Oh yeah. My my when grandmother. You're in trouble, my grandma, it's Jonathan Michael Sorrow, yep. get down here. Ooh. GMS? Yeah. Nice. J M S actually. Well G did I say G? Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean sorry, hey Jesus Christ. Uh, for those listening at home right now, uh, Tommy just did the crucifix and is uh, holding his hands in prayer, asking for forgiveness from the yep. Lord. Well, yeah. uh, you're a Baptist, right? Mm-hmm. Born again. <laughs> Twice born. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, Do you, you ever have to go to church? Uh, I went... My oh, my mom got a hair up her ass once upon a time, and she's like, I am going to... Where does to, that term come from, by the way? I think it just means, like, you can't be comfortable with letting something sit. Like, it's kind of like... I don't know. For me, it's very that term getting a hair up your ass. Let me look it up. You're Why googling you it right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something. It just it's like it's very uh, visceral <laughs> that description. And you're like, yeah, like all of a sudden I got something in my head and I couldn't get rid of it, or I had something in my ass I couldn't get rid of it. Okay, wild hair up his ass, according to Urban Dictionary, means an action of a sudden and unexpected nature, something done by a person that is uncharacteristic of that person. So, yeah, I guess I was using it in the correct term then. But I'm just, it, this doesn't explain... The etymology of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, anyway, your mom had a big old hair up her ass. <laughs> Thick, follicle hair like a Tootsie Roll. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, so my mom was like, yeah, I'm going to try to make sure there's these kids have at least some introduction to uh, religion or something like that, and... Uh, she started looking into like the Mormon church because she had some friends wow. who were Mormons. We used to be babysat by them. And uh, I remember my mom took me to church and I, you know, was a bad kid. Um, and I bit some kid on the face um, on both his cheeks, like bad, and was not allowed to go back to that church. Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay. Like, I'm not even wait, kidding. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. What prompted this? I have questions. What, what prompted, prompted it? Yeah. Do I, you ask me, I don't even really remember this. This is just why I wasn't, because like when I was like. And this is what, three years ago? <laughs> yeah. I said, mother, take me to church. Take so I can me. bite the flesh of another, of a, of a child, actually. No, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I was a bad little kid. I had problems. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, I, that was it, you know, uh, as far as uh, religion, you know. If uh, there is an afterlife and an immortal soul and all that, I'm fucked. Cause I no, bit me a kid, too, yeah. I, I bit a kid on a face once when I was a child, so now I never will have religion in my empty life. My mom used to bring us to uh, Episcopalian Church, which is just... Catholic light, basically. That's, like it's, that's great. Isn't that what Christ, Christianity is Catholic light? No, no, no. Christianity, well, it, Christianity is like the whole thing, but there's like, it's like diet. different forms of Christianity. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, it's the Church of England. It's the one that the Henry the, oh God, seventh or eighth did. So he, basically he created a divorce. And so like he started his own form of Christianity so he could get divorced and it was much more like not as strict and stuff like that. But uh, I can, I can, real quick. Yeah. I remember um, we had the, uh, what the fuck do they call it when they reenact the... Nativity? Yeah. We uh, we went on Christmas Eve to the nativity thing, and me and all my siblings and one of my foster siblings was in it. 
I was a wise man, one of the three. Tommy I, the wise guy. I brought the, oh God, what did I have? Myrrh? It was the myrrh. It was the boring one. It was the lame one. Yeah. And my foster sibling, Justin, uh, like minutes before it was supposed to start, he punched out one of the kids who was playing it. Like just like gave him the, the biggest bloody nose. It sounds like a, a buzz very much situation like a buzz from situation. Uh, Home Alone. But real. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then that was... you had to apologize to your family, and he leaned in and said, beat that, you little trout sniffer. Yeah. He said, you little salmon sniffer, he <laughs> said, though. Uh, no, though, that actually really did happen. It was a very uncomfortable uh, suburban ride home. Uh, the suburban station wagon? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like a real one, not like <laughs> a... like, so you're driving around in the suburbs? Okay, cool. No. But, it, yeah, it was fun. You know what? I love recounting um, the nativity in the middle of spring. <laughs> it's not spring yet. Spring has sprung. We just sprang forward. But did we actually go into spring? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I, don't you're, I don't know my months. You know what? Just like Christianity, you're full of lies oh. and misinformation. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I was out of the loop. Oh, no. Yeah. You also, you know, have a problem with young children. Yeah, they you suck. bit them on the face. Yeah, <laughs> when you were thirty-one years old, they were so delicious. Old. I had to have a bite. <laughs> but do you don't remember what you, like what prompted it? No, it was really weird. I remember that that was one, and then I think my dad tried to go to like a weird, like open faith church that wasn't. It was like a non-denominational type deal, and it was called like um, the Home of Truth, and it was like some new agey thing that was weird. weird. And I remember. There was one thing, and it was like, okay, we're going to make, you know, Mother's Day cards for our moms and stuff. So we would, like, you know, get out the glitter and the glue and, you know, do all this stuff. And then they were like, yeah, if you want, you can put on this lipstick and kiss the paper so that it's lips on was, the paper. Uh, and it was, for me as a little boy, very odd. <laughs> Did they put the paper... Uh, <laughs> over their dick and then have you kiss it. It does sound weird and sketchy, but put on this lipstick, little boy. Oh my god! What if I just had a, like a breakthrough right here on the podcast and like realized I was touched? Yeah, uh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> you say with your eyes rolled. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, wow. I just I don't want to deal with this. Nobody does. Take it. Yeah, take another drink for that. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. But you know what? What? This is our first day back in the saddle. We're in the saddle. But we're on here on a different day of the week recording. And you know what else? I'm sweating in here. We're getting back to the good old hot box. Uh-oh. Remember? Don't, yeah. When you first started doing this? Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's better than uh, the Cold. ice chest. The ice chest? Yeah. Mm, the ice box. Ice box. Yeah. My grandma has, still has an ice chest, actually. It's pretty cool. If you come back, we were talking <laughs> Does earlier. Does that mean her fucking tits are cool? Oh, man. Lay off. Get it? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Cold like... titties. Um, but, yeah, if you come back, we were talking off air about uh, taking a trip back to where my family is. You will see the ice box. That's right. I have heard many a story of all kinds of spooky shit happening in your hometown, neck of the woods. I'd like to. We're take going a look. back in July. Mm-hmm. Well, so we'll make it happen. Maybe, we, maybe we could record one on the road. That'd be funny on the plane. Get. Oh, <laughs> oh man, I was <laughs> like, "What are you guys doing in there? Get out of there!" I was talking uh, 
with my friend who I'm going to stay with in New York the first time I'm back. And I was like, yeah, I got these tickets for like 280 bucks. And he's like, yeah, he's like, 280 is not bad, but you know, like once you get through the airport and all the drinks you're going to have, it's going to be like 480 bucks. Like by the time you touch down, I was like, that's a good point. I love, I like a nice airport drink though. You know, I was thinking about that too. Cause I was, we were also talking, I was like, man, I'd love to take a vacation someplace. And you know, the longest flight I ever took was to Hong Kong, uh, uh, from SFO. And then there was a stopover layover that, that, that was the layover before I went to Thailand, but it was, I think 14 hours oh, in the air so or something nuts. like that. And, uh, that's scary. Yeah, I'm like, how do you even do that? Do I like stay up all night and then sleep, or do I wake up and then only start drinking halfway into the trip so I can pass out for the last eight hours? Like, I think it's edibles. Drink, sleep, drink, sleep. Yeah. Wake up at the place. Yeah. And then drink. Oh yeah. And then sleep on the next flight. <laughs> You're like, I just paid a thousand dollars for this fucking plane ticket. I don't want to remember nothing. No. My, uh, I was just, the guy I was talking to, we were staying, I'm staying with in New York was, he came out here to visit in the fall and he got upgraded to first class and he's, well, he was a bit of a drinker and he's, we like, don't know anything about that. Do we never touched in my life? Uh, so he, yeah, he got upgraded for like 60 bucks, got cut off 20 minutes into the flight. Like, why don't you take a nap? He's like, no, 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 like knocked his drinks over onto the people next to him. He's like, eh, still worth it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if someone knocked over their cocktail onto you on a flight and then you had to sit in like gross, stinky beer clothes for like the next 15 hours? I mean, that's how I live every day of my life. Yeah. I mean, I guess it probably wouldn't affect you, but normal human beings. You (laughs) You slut. Dwight, you ignorant slut. All right, enough of this crazy airplane talk and booze. Uh, Today we're talking about a new show, uh, a show called Perversions of Science. Season one, episode six. Cool, yeah. So uh, I remember watching this show when I was a kid. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, so it was created as a spinoff for Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Crypt being based on the old EC comics uh, that were horror. Uh, This was based on the old EC comics that were science fiction, uh, oh, cool. And this one was supposed to be, I don't know why, but they tried to make it sexy. They have, like, this weird robot. Okay. C- terrible CGI robot. Do you want to talk about the intro? Before I even get to the intro, I'll just say this. Like, I remember watching this show, and, like, I'd be like, ooh, like, they're going to show, like, a boob in it or something like that. And, like, playing with my little 12-year-old wiener, trying to, like, like time it right. To fucking bust one so I'm looking at a boob when it happens. Oh, man. And trying to, like, not get caught, like, because I was doing it in the fucking living room, like, not sly, not, like, at all. Ugh. I know, it was gross. Uh, sticky floors. Sticky floors, sticky John covered in soda. And were, you, were you using uh, Mountain Dew as lube? <laughs> I was using Cheese Whiz as lube. Uh, I was playing Ugh. Ookie Cookie Ugh. with myself. God damn it. Um, you you took yourself there. I did not make you. I did not bring you to that. But yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. I don't really understand why this show had to have the sexy part, like, in it. it, it so, 
the host of the show is a CGI, terrible, terrible CGI. Like it looks like RoboCop with tits. Um, and, and they're like not sexy. They're huge, no. but they're not sexy. They're she, weird. Like, it's like a zoom in. We see it's in a robot world. Well, we have she's the... in a robot sex club. Yeah. Well, in to go back the intro, we fall into a piece of popcorn first. Yeah. Which I love. I love how it was like, oh. It's a fun. It's a fun thing. Idea. And then it's like, next thing it, it is, some a sex store. Yeah, subatomic level. And there's all these robots working at a sex club. Nipple, I don't know why. Nipple activation. Yeah, when she presses her, her nipple, the metal plates around her breast get into a sheath or something. They Wait, disappear. Th- that doesn't happen when you pinch a nipple on a woman either? I'll let you know when I finally am able to. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really understand. So, I got a Jolly Rancher ad in the middle of all There this. was. Yeah, I like it. We were talking about that recently when you had something on tape and you got to watch the cool commercials. Yeah. Takes you back there. Um, but in Tales from the Crypt, you get they show boobs and, you know, the Crypt Keeper... Crypt Keeper, uh, in Tales from the Crypt, they can show tits, and the Crypt Keeper, you know, he makes jokes, and he tries to be, you know, ironic and has all these terrible puns, but this he's not sex-crazed, and the intro for this, we have the host robot, and she's, like, talking about menage a trois. Hot dog in French. Yeah. A hot dog. This, okay, this episode had nothing to do with French, had nope. nothing to do with food. Nope. Why was she talking about this? Nope. It was, I don't know. Again, it was like, it was like a, a Freddy Krueger interstitial where yeah. he was like, oh, here's a Freddy bumper. Hopefully it makes sense in yeah. context of what we're talking about. You guys, oh yeah, again, like we've spoken before, it's like, they clearly like animated this and were like, this could be on any episode, just voice over whatever you want, or they already recorded the voiceovers and like, ah, plug it in, whatever. Um, yeah, so we go into the boob, and, and we, we get the opening scene of where, uh... Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah, E.B. Yeah. Uh, what was her name on Saved by the Bell? Uh, Jesse Spano. Oh, yeah, Jesse. Jesse fucking Spano. Um, you I'm so the one excited. Where she, yeah, oh my god, I love that. <laughs> I just can't hide it. That episode is great. It is a good one. I remember Everybody doing, went. in high school, like, senior year, like... Caffeine pills? Well... Oh, really? You could call it something else. Was it cocaine? Oh, cool. I remember like doing cocaine and watching the episode like in between like sixth and seventh period. I remember one of my buddies, uh, he was trying to be like Josh Hartnett in the faculty. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I love that. And he has these empty pens full of this powder that they snort and he sells it as his own drug, but it's really just caffeine. Yeah. And my buddy wanted to be him so bad that he actually like was huffing like caffeine pills and shit like that i was like you fucking poser that movie i rewatched the like probably five or six years ago jordana brewster oh, oh she's such a babe wow and that was before she started getting weird looking in like fast and furious yeah anyway anyway um, uh elizabeth berkeley she's uh running around uh she hears a vase get broken in her living room she goes out to investigate What's, what's the the robber's intention here? Break? I don't know. This this there's a prowler who's broken into it's her living room, room it, yeah. and he's wearing a ski mask, gloves, got a silencer. He's like 
he's he's a killer. He's not a thief. He's there to murder people. Yeah. Uh, who knows what the fuck his his deal was? But so his plan is knock over a vase when someone comes out second, and then shoot whoever comes out. So, so Elizabeth Berkeley gets killed. Does that mean that her husband is just like? Why don't you go check it out, babe? Like, he's still in the bedroom. Yeah. Oh, I guarantee you he was like, shut up, babe. Go Go back to bed. Like, it's nothing. So she goes out. She gets capped. She fucking gets shot dead. And then we see... Very long hallway, too. Yeah. I kind of like that, though. Yeah, it... That means you got a lot of rooms. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, they ended up getting some... All right? Yeah, some of my computer's just doing weird things. Sorry. Oh. Uh, yeah, big house. Uh, but the scene we just saw is almost exactly played again. Uh, this time, though, we get the voiceover from uh, uh, a psychiatrist, Dr. Joyce Brothers. Oh, God, this scene, man. What the hell was this? So this time after she gets shot by the Prowler, there's like a lightning flash. Oh, yeah, every time there's lightning flash, take a drink. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a huge one. Every mm-hmm. time they take a lightning flash and they jump to another dimension... Take a drink. Every time they say possibilities Ooh. engine, Ooh. take a take a drink. We have to take it easy on our, our <laughs> listeners. Our, our listener. But a lightning crashes. Oh, man, feel it coming back again. All right. Uh, and this time they show the guy dead. Yeah. What's his name? Walter? Uh, Walter, yes. Okay. Uh, so this time Walter is dead, but I'm not sure if I have to assume that this is his imagination. He's, uh, they show him laying in a therapist, like reclining bed. It is the largest therapist room I've ever seen it is, in my entire life. It's like a whole office floor where it's like in the middle, it's like this room is what 60 feet by 60 feet. So I'll have one desk and one chair in the middle and just leave it at that. But he is broken up about his wife, Elizabeth Berkeley, being fucking He's gunned holding down. a picture of her. Yeah. And, 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 like, you would maybe understand if this was the first time he'd been there. But yeah. it, it's clear that he has had many sessions with this woman. With his doctor. With his doctor. My apologies. She gets really, like, does she take the picture from him? She's basically saying that, like, if you can't accept the fact that she's gone that's then you're not gonna be able to move on you have to say i'm not gonna be able to see her again and get on with your life but he's like the past is the past yeah maybe it's not though oh um so rival, my dear lady <laughs> after uh his therapist uh session uh he does what everyone does is go get blitzed yeah go to the fucking local i don't know it looks like a goddamn soup kitchen it's- uh yeah, it's, it it's, might as well be because the riffraff in there <laughs> listening to that guy that's been in everything. It's uh, it's raining cats and dogs. Uh, he goes in and it's always uh, raining here. Yeah, it is. It's, this place is like um, like Blade Seattle? Runner. No, it's like Blade Runner. Like everything's just constantly raining and this all of that, whatever. Um, but he goes in and there's this lunatic ranting about the possibilities engine and how time is infinite and has different strands and every possibility is something which is not really like making a point ever okay 
the Walter walks in and a guy goes, excuse me, sir, did you just walk in that door? And he's like, what? What the fuck? Like, I wouldn't course. be out in a second. I'd be like, this dude is a crazy street person. and I need You would to ask this guy to, to have whatever he has right now. <laughs> yeah, probably. I like this guy, too. This actor, he's in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, he reminded me of... Um, he's in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. He's in... Uh, for me, it was uh, Batman Returns. Batman Returns. He's yep. like an organ grinder. He's like part of uh, the the Penguins, like yep. evil clown. He oh, this guy has done posse. a lot of work. Yeah, he's a great character actor, and honestly, I liked him in this too. No, me too. Yeah. So, but he is pontificating, and he's talking about this. Basically, the theory, that's the string theory, that there's all these parallel yeah. universes side by side, and in one universe, you know, you make a left turn, and the other one, you make a right turn, and, like, all these subtle differences basically mean that there's infinite possibilities. You know, a lot of people think that uh, that's where we get, like, our quote-unquote ghosts from. Oh, really? That, like, it's the universe, the different realities and universes blending together sometimes, that, like, that's why you see someone running down your oh, hallway shoot. or something like that so that'd be cool because that would that's mean more of a reasonable explanation than just being like a soul is still here in my opinion well oh let's get into this short and spooky shit all right so hold on so what would be really cool is it's like if our universe or our reality that we inhabit we are the only one where those people are dead so since they're alive in like many more realities they're more real here than they would be. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing is like, that's when people are like, oh, it was an old-timey person. It's like, well, in that reality, we haven't advanced that fast. <laughs> in that reality, steampunk's really cool. Yeah, yeah. In that <laughs> reality, uh, neckbeards are awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, for those uh, listener at home, uh, Tommy loves steampunk. What? He's wearing a hat with uh, clock uh, parts on it right now. Sure. <laughs> I'll go with it. You bastard. Um... But so, no, I think that's a cooler theory than than being like, oh, uh, a spirit hasn't moved on to a different... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but maybe if I go visit your hometown, I might be have my mind changed. But yeah, yeah once I bury you in the ground, you're going to be a ghost. <laughs> oh, I'll haunt you. That's fine. Yeah. You already do. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. you're like, I'm like... Tommy, watch this episode. Yeah, you're like, actually do work for this. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Um, well, we got the uh, the doctor, the scientist, and he is he has got a crowd of people surrounding him, but these look like extras from like a homeless shelter. Everyone's got unkempt hair. They're wearing dirty, oversized clothes. They're smoking. Everyone's smoking. Um, but we have Walter. He goes and sits down at the bar, and we mm. see the barman. The barman. Barman. They also call him barman. Barman. And kind of they, they kind of blur it between barman and barman. Well, what you didn't notice was that his torso was the bar. He's half man and half bar. He is half bar, half <laughs> he was, man. He was cleaning himself. Um, That's great. But no, he's smoking a cigarette. And he's like, "Oh yeah, this dude over here is Doctor So and So. He used to work at NASA, and he created this." possibilities engine he's like just straight exposition for like um, two minutes how much of that beard that guy drank holy shit uh oh god so he gets a beer he orders a beer barman gives him a beer barman and, 
and he gives him like a Collins glass, a Tom yeah. Collins glass. And Tommy C. Yeah, basically you would not be able to pour a whole beer in. It's not a pint. So what does he do? Don't he, worry about that. This guy's gonna pour uh three ounces of fluid in yeah. there. He pours one he pours like one sip of beer into this glass. And then he drinks the foam only. And then sips the foam. And then he's like, you know, he's intrigued by this possibility engine. He hears this dude basically saying, Yeah, there's all these possibilities. Maybe this person's alive, this person's dead, or whatever. And Walter gets a bright idea. He's like, hey, this guy might have uh, the machine that he's talking about. If it's not just a theory, it might be a way to get back his dead wife. Yeah. Uh, okay. Arbitrarily, what? he's like, okay, so he, he basically volunteers to be the the test subject. He runs out, catches, because the scientist's like, oh, that's all the time I have for no reason, and leaves. Yeah. And uh, it was because of the... The script. He's yeah. like, oh, oh, my script called uh, for this episode calls me for to do something else. Sorry. He goes, he runs over there. Uh, Walter catches up with him and he's like, you gotta help me. My wife's dead and she was my life. Yeah, he's he's pretty pathetic, but I mean, whatever. Uh, and the scientist, he's like, well, you know what? God damn it. You had the balls to stop me in this reality. So In another reality, you didn't. Yeah. In the pouring rain. Yeah. And then he's like, "This dude is like." The I was way he missing, talks about it. I was missing one thing, yeah. and I'm like, "Oh God, don't say like a, a like." I'm like, "Okay, of course he's gonna say like a, a, volunteer. a volunteer." It's like you were at NASA developing this thing, and they didn't like you all couldn't find like one homeless person that you're preaching to to be like, oh, "Okay, whatever, I'll take like fifty bucks to go and do this." Yeah, I'm like, okay, so if any of these people surrounding him in the bar actually believed him wouldn't they take him up on it be like hey yeah. you know it'd be nice not to be homeless sitting here listening to your shit yeah i'd like to be in another reality where things went okay for me well okay here's the thing where i give it a little bit of credit is that like it's got the classic time thing where like you can alter things if you interfere with it yeah why would you send the guy who's like clearly devastated by his wife's uh murder and death back in or to a different dimension and expect him not to yeah he's like oh i just want to see her i won't do anything uh but you know yeah this is uh i think this is where the simpsons trios of of horror uh stole the idea for it's not called the homega man no though it's one where homer has he goes back and he toaster the toaster yeah yeah Raining donuts. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, ah, whatever. Yeah, they all have long tongues. Kind of like Elizabeth Berkeley's long neck. Yeah. She's got a very long neck. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Even in real life, she is, too. Yeah. I never, th- I mean, you know, we'll talk about it later. But you like her? Oh, I was a Kelly Kapowski kind of oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Me, too. All day long. Still to this day. Wow. She looks great. You kidding me? Have you seen her? No. I'll show you after we record. All right. Just, uh... You know, leave the room for a little bit. <laughs> hey, let me check that out. <laughs> All right. Uh, Maybe there's uh, another possibility, Andrew. There's another timeline where... Uh, I'm married to Kelly Kapowski. Oh, that's what you... <laughs> that's what I was going oh, for, yeah. Okay, yeah, that'd be great. Um, No, she would She would never. <laughs> Not in any reality? <laughs> no. <laughs> there's got to be one. So once the scientist and uh, Walter agree, hey, He's in we're going to do this. Tube. Yeah, they cut to... Uh, Walter's basement. I didn't know it was Walter's basement at first. I thought it was How just... How does he have one of these machines? Well, he doesn't. 
All he has is a basement. No, not Walter. I'm sorry. Uh, how does their scientists like? Didn't they say like like they took his machine and kicked him out? Basically, no. They said they kicked him out on his ass, but they never said they took anything from him because he says he has a prototype. Oh, that's right. So he he has this oh, yeah. machine. He's inside it, and they already are like, and he's yeah. The, I'm like, oh shit, I'd be fucking shitting a brick if I was I know. inside. First of all, that is the most terrifying thing. Like people talk about like sleep chambers or de- not sleep, uh, like like sensory deprivation, deprivation chambers. Yeah, no fucking way. Oh, I this, would, I'd be totally down for that. Oh, you fucking weirdo. Well, I'm not claustrophobic, um, but yeah, so. You don't mind drowning, possibly. I feel like there's way worse ways to go. Than being in the dark in a tube drowning? Yes. Like, I mean, like burning, maybe? I mean, I'd rather be in a dark, like, tank drowning than, like, out in the middle of the day drowning. I don't want to see anything. What? Is this crazy? Yeah. What are you talking about? No one wants to drown. I don't know. I feel like when you... you want it? Are you... Okay. I can make it happen. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. No, okay. Forget about my preferences. Okay. <laughs> Forget so about my autoerotic conversation. So in... we <laughs> go for it. Uh, so we cut to the basement of Walter's house. Yes. Which was confusing to me at first. Because they should have established it earlier. They should have had, like, maybe in the first clip that we see Elizabeth Berkeley, maybe have her coming out of the basement to get shot by the Prowler. Yeah. Right? Because like, that way you're not like, wait a minute, or how does this happen? Because It took my second watch till I understood that. At my first watch, I thought that, like, he was At watching, a laboratory. At a laboratory, and he's, like, watching, like, not, like... Their, their figures sort of move around and act. And then, like, they point towards the, the furnace. He's like, who put wood in there? And I was like, wait, this is, are they, this is the actual room that they're, this reality is taking place in. So what's happening is that they're, this machine, this possibilities engine, which looks like a bunch of, like, television and radio parts sitting out in the open with, like, like, uh, ducks, like, air ducks, like, Foil Did you, tubes. I liked um, when he, when the scientist touched one of them, it like popped and he reacted in a way that I think like <laughs> that actually wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> and he was just like, because he paused. He's like, and then it will, oh, and it like fired off. And then he's like, okay, gonna keep acting here, professional. This is my. It was weird. It was weird. And the and so Walter is in a tank. He's wearing like a scuba mask and like a wife beater and swim trunks and he's inside a big tank of water. It looks like Weapon X. If you've seen the first X-Men or read any of the Weapon X comic books, it looks like a tank where someone's got all these tubes hooked up to them and he's not really I don't know. Dealing with anything. Don't give me that look. John's throwing his notes around the room. Um, but what we see... Well, he tells him to not mess with the, he, he goes, any of the... Just like that Simpsons Trio of Horror episode. He tells yes. him not to. This and is also exactly like, like the Treehouse of Terror or Horror. And or like a Twilight Zone episode and like every other... The Ray Bradbury... Um, a sound of thunder. Sound of thunder. Yep. Oh my god, dude! Every time he goes from one reality to another, it's the thunder crash. Yeah, a little homage. Yeah, drink. Um, <laughs> so we uh, 
basically the the scientist says don't exit the tank the tank is your continuum protection vessel basically he so goes, his objective is just to see her yeah he goes i just want to understand that there's some place where she's alive and well and okay wouldn't you just take his word for it but because i think but if you were able to accept that theory on its own you wouldn't have to see it but he is so desperate for it he needs to have it so the scientist goes okay i'm going to send you to realities only realities where ruth exists because if he was to send him to realities like the woman said at the beginning the one little flash where he's dead yeah then they could all they could either both be dead or just she's dead well we'll get to that in a minute but mm-hmm. it's ridiculous um and uh, the doctor's like, I don't know which reality you'll be sent to, but whatever it is, I know Ruth is live. Chill in this tank. I'll see you in a minute. He turns on the machine, and then lightning flashes, and then the next thing we see is uh, Ruth is alive and well. Elizabeth Berkeley walks down the stairs into this gigantic, empty basement, uh, and yeah, she takes is... a log. She takes a piece of wood. And puts it into this weird... It's a furnace. A it's not furnace, like a... no. And it's a furnace big enough to hold an entire body. It's like for like... It's what they killed like Freddy Krueger. It's a crematorium. Yeah. It's to like burn bodies. It's like super big and industrial and there's nothing down there. Guess who shows up right after that? An alternate reality Walter. Yeah. And uh, do you want to describe him? <laughs> um, have you seen uh, Tropic Thunder? Yeah, not he reminds me of though. Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, where it's like, okay, fat, bald, rude, white trash, but Walter. with the long hair like on the back, yeah, yeah. on like he, the he, toilet seat. He's got the male baldness. pattern baldness, like the big horseshoe shape. But where he does have it, it's grown out like long. Yeah. It's like a foot long. And in, I like how I mean it's the same actor, so like they had to add in like a fat belly and. But stuff they like also that. like tanned him a little bit yeah like which i thought was um, weird like do you know he, what he says when he goes down there he calls her a bitch not calls her a bitch uh and he says like uh what do you think i was a rapist <laughs> and then well, that's what I, was saying. I was like why is this so sexually charged like why is this here what is the significance is this paying off for anybody no no um it's so not then, for 12 year old me so he's, no, well, yeah, you're right. You got it later on. You can maybe get it. Um, Did you have, okay. What? I've got my hand on my dick this whole episode. Not now, when I was 12. Don't look at okay. me. I'll look. Yeah, I know. I'm not but... going to look underneath the table. <laughs> oh, it is. He's frantically no. flat. Uh, uh, Walter, this alternate reality, Walter is, is like, listen, bitch, what are you doing down here? And she's like, oh, I was just a little cold. He goes, when I get off work, I like it cold down here. Yeah, that was the best. That was again. I wrote down like new fa- new favorite line of this episode in, as like a sub note. So uh, when I get home, I like it cold. <laughs> and then he's like, "Let me see those titties." Yeah, he, like, I rips love her shirt open, and he goes, and she she runs off, of course, She's like, as no. anyone. And he's like, "Whatever." It was just a stupid shirt. I love that. He goes, Come on, it's a stupid shirt. I know, but how funny is that to just be like, okay, well, I don't know. How long do you think that, how long do you think when this whole thing has transpired that he has been, he has lost his wife? Has she been dead for more than six months? I don't know how long, I don't think it's been that long that she's been dead for. 
the way he's acting, I feel like it's within been within um, a few weeks max. Well, so that's the thing. I'm like, I, I feel like because you you've were, had to, he's had to have the funeral. I'm sure. Yeah. The legal processing. Yes. Trial possibly for you know. Whatever well, whatever happened. the case, he's so desperate. He's he's desperate to see her, but however long this alternate reality version of him has been married to her, he's had enough. He's like, you know what? If I can't see those titties, and you're fucking putting one piece of wood on the fire when I come home, by the way, there's no fire in there. No, that means it's time to handle business. Yeah, he has a fire poker. As everybody does down in their basement where there's a gigantic furnace. And he goes, come here. I just want to talk. And he starts like, you Slowly know. Slowly creeping up towards the stairs. And uh, somehow uh, our Walter from. He breaks out of his glass they tube. They don't show how that happens. They don't show it. He's but, not even wet when he gets out. No. Oh, no. But they show him, like, banging on it before it happens. And he talks through his mouthpiece somehow. I know. I love that one scene when he's, like, I talking to the scientist. And he goes, what's that? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, the scientist acts like he can hear him. I'm like, yeah, fucking right. You can't hear shit with a fucking foot of water. Um, She deserves me. Oh, the best part, he goes, it's like, hey, prick. Or hey, jackass. What does he say? I don't remember. He's like, hey, prick. And the guy turns around. He's like, uh, I guess you know your name. And he cracks yeah. him with the piece of wood. Yeah. He has like a piece of wood. He uh, hits. Oh, it's the piece of wood. Yeah. It comes back later. Um, he kills the fat, bald, weirdo, like pervert yeah. version of him. He goes up and uh, we have the slow reveal of uh to eb yeah so he comes up elizabeth berkeley's crying at the uh kitchen table this is her date oh you've never seen showgirls no i haven't seen that's is this is there a showgirls reference like just it just you can clearly tell she was still riding that like wave i can play this kind of crazy beach character well so it's strange because walter emerges from the basement and even though he looks 100% 100% different and is acting compassionate and nice. Ruth doesn't suspect anything. She goes, yeah, right. I'll get you ever. Well, okay. This is why I referenced uh, Showgirls is that she flips within one second. Oh, is she hell of like... Um, Her character is Cuckoo Bananas. Why? You've not seen that movie? No. Wow. We got to watch it. Uh, maybe tonight. Maybe. Yeah. I could probably find it on, on something. <laughs> I'm sure we can find it anywhere. Um but yeah, she flips out. And she's like, "Oh, you really made it this time," which is like, "Okay, I get it. Like you're an abused yeah. wife, or whatever." She's willing to delude herself for another twenty five minutes until he gets um, her again. And then we get our first little bit of science. Well, I don't know. I th- I wrote down um, long neck happens <laughs> and a little shop of horrors goes on. It is. Oh, like, really? You know what I have right here. I have neck stretch into demigorgon from Stranger Things. Oh yeah, that's a great one. That, that the kids will get that one. No, my reference is dumb. Sorry. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So there's like a weird CGI like forced. Her, they make it look like Elizabeth Berkeley's neck stretches out, so her head is like three feet off her shoulders, and then her face splits into four quarters. 
like the demigorgon monster from Stranger Things. And then a giant tongue thing comes flying. Yeah, out. it's like her face splits into like four quarters, and the only thing is like a weird tube that comes out of the center of it that has her mouth, and it's like, "Kiss me, lover boy," or something like that. Yeah. Right? It, it's Don't you like, want to kiss me? Yeah, it's something fucking weird. And he so he he takes off. He runs Walter, down to the basement. Yeah, he freaks and out. And then he starts getting these weird flashes with the scientist who's like dropping all these want to be scientific terminologies. Like, oh yeah. He's, he's like anomalies and possibility streams <laughs> and uh, nothing stable, no reality will hold. And then she shows up. Oh, no, okay. So so here's the thing. Did okay, so every time lightning crashes, they go to a different reality. It seems like did was it a different reality where all of a sudden the door opens and there's like a spider claws come in and it's like um, we see a weird spider creature crawling in the ceiling that's with what I'm saying. She, Ruth's, fa- Ruth's face on the face of a spider monster. Yeah, that's true because later on, for no reason or any sort of logically reason, she mentions how she somehow knows about this her being like a spider or the long Well, hold thing. on. Because I do think they talk about okay, that. Okay, okay. Well, let's keep going. Um, so, okay. So, the, so then he's... Then we cut to what I... What's, what scene I called pants. Oh, God. I love her ass in these pants. There's like this weird rubber pants. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. I just... Just, just to make sure we're on the same page here. Um, but, yeah. Uh, lightning crashes. Um... There's a new now a new reality, and instead of being chased by a weird spider monster on the ceiling with the face of his dead wife, um, she uh, comes in with the rubber pants on, white co- rubber pants. Yeah, and she's like, she oh faints. my god, she's surprised to see him. And I was like, okay, cool. And we are all kind of supposed to believe. Oh, all right, now this is the reality that he wanted. This is the reality where she's a normal human where instead of a monster. Died. Yes, he died instead of her in this home invasion. Yeah. And they go upstairs, and, like, he's telling her everything that just happened to him. So this is how she would know that he had just been subjected to being around a couple different monster versions of her. And she's, like, makes a joke, and he goes, yeah, maybe the old version of me had, like, a smaller penis. And she goes, what's a penis? Yeah. And then, like, it's supposed to be, like, a funny joke. Like, that's, like, in The Simpsons where, like, Marge is, like, what's a donut? What's a battle? Yeah. <laughs> what's a diorama? Did that kid just say, what's a battle? He said, no, what's a rattle? Uh, and then he says, uh, you no. should see what you look like with eight legs. Yeah. So she gives him a cocktail. Again, take a drink, just like when he drank the beer. Oop. Uh, and he starts taking it, uh, he starts taking off her top. And he goes, no, 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 no. He, like, well, they do the, they do the, uh, so, no, she, like, is popping her shirt open herself. Oh, yeah. And then reality starts splitting again, and they do, like, the classic, like, no, yes, no, yes, like, he's like, no, 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 and she's like, wait, you don't want it? You don't like my tits anymore? Um, but yeah, like you said, they have the yes and no go back, and she's like, yes, I miss you. No, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I don't hate your tits. You don't want to see my tits? Um, and lightning crashes, and he falls into another parallel reality. Um, this time, the parallel reality is where World, World War, War III. Three, and the, he just so happens to have a newspaper under his hand that says World War Three. Uh, yeah, and then it's like 
I feel like this is done for comedic effect. It zooms out for like one second. And it's horrible. Just to, it looks like a drawing. Yeah. Like, it looks like an MC Escher like drawing. Like it looks fucking weird and not right. And then suddenly he's in the jungle. Yeah. Like, like neck deep in water. Another so flash and he's this is reality the scariest, is jumping. This is the scariest one for me. There is a large body of water that Walter is trapped inside of and we hear like a weird growling yeah, and that's like that's cool that's the most like off-putting part for me I think personally. the whole episode this is the part that was like that's a fucking because like you think about it what reality was that well that's the scary where his thing. basement is because if, if my understanding is correct he's just passing on this on the same point to different realities yes so, so in this one reality instead of being in this big city his uh where he lives is actually like this jungle, water jungle, like crazy, not building field world, right? And, and the only technicality that has to be is that his wife or ex-wife or whatever you want to say, that Ruth has to be alive. But she could be a plant. She could be a fucking body of water. She yes. could be a monster. Who knows? Most clever part about this whole episode, in my opinion. Uh, I like that they mix it up a little bit. It's nice to have something a little bit more extreme and kind of have, you know, run that gamut of uh, variation. Um, but it like, again, it jumps, take it a drink. It another flash, take a drink. And now we're back in the basement and things seem semi-normal. Uh, so Walter walks back up the stairs, but everything's pink. And uh, this time we find Ruth with a skinhead lesbian. Yeah. yeah. And we see, and instead of everything being like nice and new and shiny and brand new, like it had been in the other reality where he explained everything to her, this time everything's pink. Everything kind like of has a weird, uber act. modern almost. Yes. And then uh, what's her name comes out. Uh, I, Elizabeth Berkeley comes out with a well. The first lady comes out. Yes. Uh, Tits take us through it. Okay, so he walks in, and this lady with the shaved head. Uh, which I almost took as being like a cyborg. I wasn't really sure what to make of this because they're like a cybrid. But they said, "Hey, it's a man," and they seemed kind of like surprised by it. Maybe I was like, "Men were like being rad- I don't know, eradicated, died or yeah. or something." It seemed like a weird parallel reality where it was very unusual to come across a human male. Yeah, and they're they, like they pop out the biggest gun I've seen in any of the, the shows that we've done so far. Yeah, it was great. And they're like, uh, the girlfriend's like, he seems to know your name, but... Impossible. He is breaking and entering and trespassing. So... Shoot him. Yeah. Hey. NRA sponsored it, probably. So she pulls out her gun, points out him, pulls the trigger, but before the bullet can penetrate and kill him, he once again has another lightning crash. And uh, he finds himself in yet another reality. Where um, Elizabeth Berkeley Ruth, somehow knows about the previous things. So this is the same one that he jumped to before. Remember, he jumped to her before and he's like, oh no, th- remember, I thought he had just come from the reality where she had the stretched neck and like was a spider and he explained it to her and he goes, no, it's me. You were just telling me about what was going on on the couch, but then you disappeared. So remember when she opened her top 
Yeah. And she's oh, like, yeah. no, yes, no, no, no. That confusion, this is the same reality as then. And you can tell by the background that they're sitting in because she's got all this nice new shit. And we come to find out that uh, the reason why she has all this nice new cool shit is because uh, she collected a lot of insurance money from when he died. And how did he die? She killed him. She murked him. Yeah, so... And uh, she had... So, wait, 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 okay. wait, 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 wait. Right. So, this... So, when he first shows up, she's downstairs. She comes down in the basement. She's like, oh, you just disappeared. And then he's like, I'm back, baby. Here I am. I love you. And he starts, like, making out with her and stuff. Oh, and they she, do the classic... She goes... Uh, slam no. against the wall. She like, goes, not here. Not here. She goes, so... They're Cut like, to- we can't fuck in the basement because... We're not really going to fuck. I'm going to murder you. Even though it would make way more sense to murder you in the basement yeah, rather than like upstairs. The, the, besides the attic, it's the creepiest part of the house. But I just mean, like, if you're going to murder someone, murder them in your basement, yeah. not in your oh, fucking no, I'm, I'm, room. I'm agreeing with you. But like I said, they do the classic, like, cut to the scene of, like, a man slamming a woman against a wall in a sexy way, of, I guess. I, they're, they have, they're susceptible to a moment of unbridled passion they cannot help themselves they are unified back together for the first time across time and space right and that well that's when she reveals the life insurance thing yeah like they're she's just waiting to move into the new house the nicer house and uh and the move she uses on him to start wraps her legs around him and then like with her heels like hits him in his lower back like that's supposed to she says, "Disable someone like yeah." I don't, I don't she know. goes, "Yeah, I got this insurance money because you died, and I killed you once, but now you keep coming back, and you find out. Oh wait, even though she's not physically a monster, emotionally and mentally, she's just as bad." Ah man, you gotta see Showgirls. Then yeah, I just can't believe you picked this one and we didn't. You haven't seen Showgirls, <laughs> so we should have just watched Showgirls and discussed it for two hours. Yeah. Oh uh, well. I'd watch it. Wowie, whoa, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um, so the way that she tries to dispatch him is she has a pair of scissors, stabs him in the back, literally, and then we have a really fun chase scene, and the chase goes across time and space through all these parallel uh, Ooh, the one string that, The one that freaked me out the most was the sub or the sinking ship with the water when he like opens one of the doors and he's like neck deep in water, but well, inside here's of the, the thing. ship. My biggest fear. But but here's the thing. I was wondering, I was like, so that's not the same reality we just saw where he was in the water with the plants. This is a different reality that is flooded with water. Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I this don't is, think it, so. I, I mean, thought it was is, the same one. It's a dumb show. I don't know. Well, so he's chasing across his, these different like, realities. We see um, one reality that where there's fire everywhere. Yeah. We see one reality where there's water everywhere. We see there's one where there's like an old lady ghost uh, version of her. I liked at one point he said, uh, he said, can't take any more of this shit. And I wrote down, he speaks for all of us. <laughs> that was the actor breaking character. Yeah, exactly. That was uh, that was him really doing it. But they also run through the weird lesbian house where it's pink wallpaper and all that stuff again. So it just kind of shows him like really... Uh, you know, exploring all the different possibilities that are there. Um, and the next thing we see is uh, Walter finds himself in a basement. And he locks himself down in the basement. It seems to be as normal and close to baseline as we've seen. And um, 
he's like, how am I going to get out of this? Because he's being chased by his wife, but she's no longer the beautiful, loving wife that he remembers. Uh, she's now uh, insane and, and hostile. So he arms himself with the fire poker that the fat, bald, you know, redneck version of him had. And he's like, come on down. I just want to talk. And then... He gets clocked. Yeah, it flips the script a little and bit. The, that CGI is so funny. Oh my god, it looks terrible. They could have done it so much easier. It's like a weird green screen thing, but the, um, a different alternate universe jumping version of Walter um, sneaks up behind him and hits him with a plank of wood, just like he hit the Baldy. Yeah, the the fucking white trash redneck version of himself, and. Uh, so he's like, hey, he honey, locks, let's talk. Yeah. And then they have this dumb monster hand thing happen. No, 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 no. Before, so he, so the, the, what? The version of Walter that just hit himself with the wood puts him in the furnace. And then yeah. he kind of threw the little, like, peephole, but also kind of to camera is like, I get oh, it. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like. You kill me, I kill you, she kills she us. us. And Repeat. like you kind of realize, okay, yeah, this really is like the cyclical nature of the universe so, and like all that stuff. And I thought that was really cool because all of a sudden I was like, wow. Hole, though. What a, who, who is the person that kills her in the beginning then? That's what I was saying. Let's just get down to this right now. So... I was really, really hoping that there was going to be a scene that explained that. It would that show like, him pulling maybe, like, the mask off his face and he was the one killing her yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, shit, I signed up for this thing of jumping through parallel universes, not really understanding the ramifications of my decisions. Now the only way for me to prevent her from destroying me in these other timelines is for me to destroy her in this timeline. And while it might be horrible... Uh, for some versions of me, it is the for the greater good, and it's the least amount of uh, pain for those involved in our weird dilemma that we're going through, right? And I was really hoping that it would either be him killing her, or her killing her, or like some you know variation therein. Mm. But nothing comes of yeah. that. Guess what? You got none of that, and and it's even more disorienting because. At the beginning of the episode that we see, they play it twice. And you're like, well, it, when you do something multiple times in a, in a story, it They don't touch some, back on that at all. So that's the thing. It's like, if you do something once, it doesn't mean anything. If you do something twice, it's an accident. If you do something three times, it is significant. It's a theme. It's something that is the structure that the story is built on. So it's like, if you guys had just kind of maybe integrated this uh, this plot point into the rest of the story, I felt like, man, it could have been so much tighter and so much cooler, but it just kind of makes it like, hey, there's like a little, there's like these loose ends hanging out on the side. And I don't know, as a viewer, you know, the 12-year-old version of me is like, where's the tits? Well, you and got them at the end, the robot ones. Right? <laughs> I mean, there were nipple. I mean, I guess. Multiple nipples. Technicality. Just multiple realities, multiple nipples. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it never comes back to this part. We find out that the version of Walter that we've been following is now killed. And I thought it was like, 
wow, I like the idea that it's shifting narratives from different protagonists so you don't really know who to root for or where the baseline lies. It kind of allows you as a viewer to kind of go off into these weird tangents. And they just but toss it, it out the door at the it last It doesn't second. pay off. It doesn't really get there. Um, the version of Walter where you've been following is killed in the furnace and an alternative version of him is the monster one. Yeah, and it's like his hand like slides out like a monster hand. Like he looks like a human, but he's like, oh, when I walk upstairs, I need my monster hands to, to get up them, of course. He's walking up the stairs and he goes, honey, I'm sorry I've been such a monster. And then they have like the lightning flash and we see like a weird like it's like a webbed like a yeah. creature from the Black Maybe he's Lagoon. from like the, the swamp place. Maybe. And like. He, he is the alternative to her swamp monster, you know, like he goes, I'm a brand new man. But like, that's the thing. It's like in some reality, there is a monster version of him and a monster version of her that They're go fine. down the road, live long and happily ever Little after. monster babies and grandchildren. Right. Wouldn't that have been a fun way monsters? to go? Yeah. That would have well, been a great well, way to go. Okay. What uh, let's talk about this in our in our ratings. Of this. So hold on, just oh. real quick. Okay, talking about the that very end with the CGI robot, because the CGI robot lady, you know, at the beginning she's talking about hot dogs and menage a trois and shit. At the end she goes, "Poor Walter, I always told him no woman is worth killing herself over, and, and over, and over, and over." And over. And then it ends, and I was, th th that was the part where I was like, and I know it's going to come back to the beginning with the, uh, you know, in the in the ski mask, in the breaking and entering. Nope. And never came. No. And you know what I got instead? What? An old Henry ad. Oh, oh. I was about to do O'Reilly. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, Henry. Oh, Henry. <laughs> never was a fan. Of the candy bar? Yeah. <laughs> you ever had a whatchamacallit? No. Are you kidding me? What What is in the whatchamacallit? I know what they are. I don't know what the what it entails, though. I feel like it's got just about everything. It's got, like, pretzels and nougat. No, I'm out. Caramel. Not a big Cookie. pretzel guy. All right. Caramel? Yep. Cookie? Wait, wait. You ever had a take five? Mm, no. What's in a take five? Probably the same shit. It's all the same shit. Give me, um... You know what my favorite as a little kid was, uh... A Milky Way. Oh my God, that's the worst one. Or uh, no, wait, actually, hundred grand. Hundred grand, I fuck with. Hundred grand is good. Do they still make it? Yeah. Okay. They it had good advertising back then. Well, it used to be the hundred thousand dollar bar. Yeah. Now it's a hundred grand. I remember we used to sell that for school in middle school. I remember this is gonna make me sound hick, but I would go. I would go down to the granary to get my. That sounds very hick. I would go down to the granary. To suck ticks out of a wombat? Nope. Uh, no, I would go down to get my uh, fishing worms or my uh, different sort of tackle, as we say. Which is slang for uh, sucking dicks. Great. No, uh, no, it's like tackle is like stuff you put on the end of your, your a lure or your fish on the end of your dick. Um, no, I'd go down there and like one of the two like candies that actually sold besides like grains, fishing stuff. Other hip gummy items. penises. A hundred grand was the best option we had, and I made me a hundred grand. I mean, 
Who doesn't love Rice Krispies? And a Coca-Cola. Out of the can. Coke addict. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, very <laughs> cool. Shout out to the dads. Shout out to the Coke addicts. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, let's see you. I like, I've been letting you go first for a lot of these things. So, um, this show was great when I was 12. No, it wasn't. I fucking couldn't get a nut off then and I couldn't now. Actually, wow, that sounded really wrong. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I am going to cut oh, and edit that. If that makes up the episode, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to make a drop. I'll, I'll leave that in. Um, okay. <laughs> um. All right, I love the Crypt Keeper. I wish there was some more endearing host for this show. Uh, Freddy. I Freddy's a more endearing host than this CGI. robot. Yeah, yeah. I feel like if they were like, if they had done maybe a little practical effects, oh my god, I would have loved that. If they had like, well, I couldn't use Elizabeth Berkeley, but if they had like, who who was a um, I don't know, China. If they. <laughs> I don't know what you're even trying to talk about. Okay, I'm saying this. When you have an anthology show, what makes an anthology show really great is that sometimes you need a little bit of an intro, whether it's a voiceover from Rod Serling or the Midnight Society or Freddy or the Crypt Keeper or Freddy or, you know what I mean? There's somebody who, from time to time, you need a little help introducing you to this narrative, right? In this one, this host sucks not only is she not scary not cool not sex oh i guess she's supposed to be sexy but it's a weird cgi character right i feel like all you needed to do was have an actual actress with real breasts and it would have completely blown this cgi character out of the water uh, is that a pun you and blown trying to whack off of this episode <laughs> listen there's a lot of things happening here 20 years later you're still trying to Rub that one out. <laughs> the 20-year nut. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cool. All right. Uh, I'll show you my spec script. Oh, maybe I will Okay. I, thought, uh, I didn't know right. what you were going to show me. I was like, nope. Don't all right. all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So when I watched this episode, I was like, cool. This reminds me of uh, Simpsons Trias of Terror. Trias of Horror, whatever the hell it is. It's great. I love that we have a protagonist who's jumping through these realities and experiencing these wild things. I fucking dig it. And yeah, he has a very simple uh, drive. His motivation is, yeah, he misses his wife. It's very simple. It leads to uh, a very enjoyable, fun thing where you're like, yes, now his girlfriend is a monster, whether emotionally or mentally or physically or whatever. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I would have liked to see maybe one or two other realities. Like, I'm not really sure how World War Three really pays off. Or, like, you're like, okay, well, this one has, like, fire in it. I think that if it had tied in the initial robbery murder from the beginning, it would have been a little bit more ironic, and it would have probably been a script good enough to make into a movie. Yeah. Uh, that being said... I think that if you, even with all the little, you know, mistakes or things I felt could have been improved, I still think this is a very strong episode. I was ent entertained the whole time. Yes, I laughed out loud by how silly it was, but I also laughed out loud by the things that were supposed to be funny. Um, you know, the bar barman was great. 
The homeless people are great. I like how you made sure to call him the barman, because they call him that instead of the bartender. Yes. The barman. Barman. Bar person at this day and age, or bar whatever they want to be. We don't know. We shouldn't have assumed. Yeah. Maybe you're just projecting your own reality onto it. Mm Mm-hmm. I am. Um... But yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, I really can't point out any faults with it. Uh, I'm just gonna have to jump right in and, and say, hey, seven point five. Seven point five. Seven point five. Right. Welcome. I'm welcome into the seven point five. Seven point seven five. Okay. Seven three quarters. Seven and three quarters. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a random person that just did that. And that was, that was not one of us here. Um, okay, so my thoughts. Wait, wait, 7.75 what? Creepy crawlers. Okay, what are you there me? we go. I just want to make sure. You got to, you got to, you know, this is sponsored content. I hope someday. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, you made some great points and I might echo a few of them, but um, I thought it was a fun concept. Uh Gets the, to the plot pretty quickly, um, and uh, there are points where I was absolutely laughing, like you said, but um, I do enjoy the thought of different dimensions and different realities, different timelines. Fun concept. Could have been executed maybe a little better. Um, there was a lot of loose ends that I felt like could have been explained or done better. I think maybe the the scenes that you and I both really wanted to be expanded on with the submarine and uh, or the ship and the the jungle thing was probably just I'm guaranteed just too expensive to oh, to yeah. really flesh out for a whole you know 25 minutes or whatever the episode the length was. But um, okay, geez, what um, I don't know. I, I liked it. Me too. I laughed out loud. It was fun, but I also felt cheapened by it. How so? It was, it was just, um, it felt a little, I mean, it's supposed to feel redundant and it's supposed to feel repetitive because it's just, but that the, the repetitive redundantness is supposed to bring the fun. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. It did feel like, but I felt like it would have been. What really irked me was the thing of like the opening scene not being explained and yeah. how it ties into the end with them being like, oh, I kill him, he kills her, she kills me, this whole kind of weird thing, or whatever he fuck he says. Here, can I can I just chime in with one more piece of thing? Yes. Yes, of course. Go ahead. Well, okay, so the idea of, okay, here's a string theory and it's a story of somebody traipsing through different realities and different versions of the world in his attempt to rectify a problem. And I feel like this is not necessarily a novel concept, but the way that it's executed, I thought was in probably the most fun way possible. Yeah. I no, felt no, like I'm not, I'm not if, if we were to try, if we were to take this same idea but try to tell the story through a different television show that we talk about, what would it be? What what would the better version of this story be in a different one? Would it be in the Outer Limits? Because it wouldn't have the funny 
ridiculousness. It wouldn't be as nonsensical. Or if it would it be like, uh, are you afraid of the dark? It would be a Tales from the Crypt. But maybe, I don't know. But I'm just I just feel like this is the best case scenario for this narrative. All right, we get it. You like okay, Elizabeth Berkeley. Anyway, back to okay, he's uh, whatever. <laughs> so I'm I don't know. I really did enjoy watching it the few times I did. Um, it really makes me think right now what I hmm, maybe. Six point two five out of ten. I I thought it was watchable, but it left there was just so much. There were so many loose ends, uh, and it it went down a whole. It would have been a seven and a half if it hadn't had that thing with the opening scene showing it twice, and then not uh, explaining that. If they all literally, they would have gone up one or two points if they had shown at the end a scene where the guy who shoots her in the beginning pulls his mask off and it's him and it's our boy. I just think that, uh, yeah, it, it, but it, that being said, very fun. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching. I've watched another one of this series last, uh, this morning when I was waiting for you, when you, um, were waiting outside my apartment, not knowing I was home. Can I, okay. So uh, are you chiming? Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was trying to ask you a question because oh, okay. I was interested in your opinion. Oh, I'm not used Fucker. to that. What up? So one of the things that you sometimes grade things on, if you'll just listen to me and humor me for a second, is that you say, would this be something that I would show to other people in like a fun way? I don't know if this is B1 now. Really? I think, okay, the only reason I think I would show it to someone is because it, of Elizabeth Berkeley being in it. If it was one of my friends I grew up with, because we used to love... Uh, Saved uh, by the Bell. Saved by the Bell. I almost said Full House. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say Jesse Spano. Uh, when I was in high school doing a certain drug... Oh, I thought uh, you should say boys. No. I would just shake their hands. Uh, I remember we used to stay up very late in my uh, prep dorm at uh, school, and we would watch uh, re reruns of this until... Six or seven in the morning, and uh, yeah. So if one of the one of the boys, maybe uh, Doctor Freeze, one of my friends. Uh, Shout out to Doctor Freeze. Hail, um, Nay Nay, all those guys. If they were here, show me how to Dougie. Show me how to Nay Nay. Yeah, Nay Nay could put uh, his foot to the side of his head, and he would pretend it was a, a phone, just like that. Yeah, but like. You're doing it because you're athletic. He did it because he has, like, weird joints. Um, but, yeah, if one of those guys were around, I'd show it to them. But if it was some random person, like, I would, it wouldn't be. Unless they knew about uh, Saved by the Bell, I don't think I would show them this. Hmm. I could show them a better version of this on a, many different series. Well, that's what I was saying. I, I, I'm, I wonder what the best version of this story is. And I wonder... If this isn't it, you know what I mean? No, this is not. There's a bunch of them. Well, here's the thing. So far, you and I have only ever watched a Sound of Thunder, which is the Ray Bradbury Theater version of this, which is a much more serious version with a much lower budget, with no tongue-in-cheek, no comedy. You know what I mean? I feel like this is a much superior version of that Ray Bradbury Theater. 
I don't know. I, I really? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, yes, and yes. I don't know. I, I just felt like this one. It just felt condensed. I don't know. I like. I, I don't. That's my opinion. So. And you know what? It's wrong. I know. I respect it. Oh. That's why I have you on here. Because you respect my wrong opinions. No. Because no. that's what that's what make this shit great. If I was just that go- would make this shit great. Yeah, man. I'm from the straight, man. No. All I can ask for is your honest opinion, and you gave it to me. But you know what? I know there's parallel reality where right. you gave this oh. an 8.25 instead of no, a 6.25. No, 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 no. no. I, and you I, know what? Once you get killed by it breaking and entering, and I find that don't say bizarre that. scientist in a diner... We leave in the middle the of the night, wind. hold that thought, I will find a version of you <laughs> where we're doing sick this podcast. Fuck. You sick fuck. And you agree with all of my insane ratings. I don't believe that for a second. Of course, you'll probably be like a weird, like, you know, like Caterpillar Tom. You know what I mean? Like, you'll, you'll probably spin a cocoon around my throat and murder me, but... No, I'll just make you sit here and record the <laughs> podcast with my, my cocoon around you, everything but your face. And I'll just have uh, vodka almost at your lips, but you can't drink, you know, you can't drink it. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Fuck. They, way to make me feel bad on my score. Jesus. No, you know, like I said, I respect it. I don't think it did. Not this version. But you know what? You might find a version of me in a parallel reality. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that hates these shows. <sighs> and you're the high scorer, and I'll be the low scorer. I am the low scorer, hey? Yeah. I don't know. I just... I don't... I'm. You hate fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what, what did I give? Uh, I gave, what, a nine something for... You've never given a nine. Yeah, I have. No. For the one Tori was on. No, you didn't. What did I give? Did you give it like an eight something? No, I gave it a nine. All right, well, it's out. You can go ahead and take a listen to that anytime you like. Yeah. Um. So, hey, that's hey. our review. Of that our was first... an episode of Perversions of Science. You know what, Tom? Let's do it again. I loved it. I had a fun time. Yeah. There's a lot of other ones with Ron Perlman and... Um, oh, RP's on there? Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people who who did these little episodes and, you know... I think okay. we'll have some fun exploring some other ones. This one was a very popular, high-rated one. But w- another sexy anthology show we were talking about was called, I think, Hush? Hush, yes. Um, David Bowie. The DB. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's very well, freaky, Bowie. I know. I thought uh, you would. You and I had had a meeting, and we were ashes talking about this. Okay. Okay. Uh, you, you and I had a meeting talking about some things, and I had mentioned I want to do some new shows that we haven't done yet. Yes. A new uh, series. We and talked about monsters. We talked about monsters. We talked about this one, and we talked about Hush, but I confused the two, and I thought this was going to be the one with Dave Bowie. No. So I kept on waiting for Dave Bowie to show up until I looked it up. I paused and looked it up and realized I was just dumb. I looked at my notes, and it was like, I'm an idiot. Well, we can do... We'll let you, um, let's do this. We'll maybe... We'll have a guest on soon. Maybe we'll jump back to like a more fun, familiar uh, treading ground. 
And then the next time we want to try something new and fun, we'll try one of these sexy David Bowie episodes. Yeah. Because those ones, I, I mean, feel... you can just say David Bowie and sexy is just implied. But I, I believe all the episodes have like a weird obligatory softcore sex scene. Yeah, when we put out Hush, we're going to have to do a not safe for work uh, thing because there's going to be some softcore pornography scenes, apparently. Yes. Uh, I've, I remember Perversions of Science. Hush is all new. Oh, man, you're going to be cranking it off. I'm glad we watched these separate. Yeah. Because it'd just be you with a pillow over yourself fucking cranking down. Oh, there's going to be a lot of parallel reality versions of me where I'm still fat and awkward and oh, man. cranking off my dad's We'll have to room. have that version of, of you on sometime. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. Once I make the uh, the possibility engine, I'll have that one on for an <laughs> episode. That'll be the last episode of the yeah. show. I, I imagine lots of and we'll lava have, lamps and car batteries. And, and we'll have me on with, like, bleach blonde hair and... Your uh, Slim Shady. My Slim Shady <laughs> era. Like, a big white t-shirt or, like, a matching tracksuit. <laughs> yep. All right. right cool. Well, that was uh, that was the review of it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, if you want to send us a, a tweet, tweet at us at short and spooky. Or you can write us an email at shortspooky at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening. 